0: Thank you for listening to the Soul City Church Podcast. Be sure to follow us on our Facebook and Instagram at Soul City Church. For more information, visit us on our website, soulcitychurch.com. My name is Jarrett Stevens, and I'm one of the lead pastors here at Soul City Church. Happy Sunday to you, or whenever it is that you're watching this. You know, we've been doing this every week since we've all been sheltering at home. We've been asking you to shout out where you are at, where are you joining us from. So whether you're on Instagram or Facebook or on our live stream, would you just go to the comments real quick and just let us know, like, Hey, I'm from here, I'm from there. Let us know. Like what neighborhood? If you're here in Chicago, what neighborhood? We want to know. Or, or what city are you watching from? We've got folks all over the country. Or what country are you watching from? It's so cool to see how folks are joining in together from around the world for what God's doing through this church. So just put it in the comment section real quick. Let us know where you're at. We are so glad and so honored to be with you wherever that may be. Now this weekend, we're actually kicking off a brand new teaching series called Whole and Holy. And the idea is really simple. We believe that God has made you to be whole, to live into and out of His design and His desire for your life. And we believe that the process of you becoming a whole person is a holy process. It's the spiritual process that we call transformation, that everyone who's in relationship with God is invited into, including you. You. So we're going to unpack what that means over the next couple weeks. But this last week, I noticed when I was, uh, we had a moment as a family. We just needed to get out. If you had one of those moments recently where you're like, I just, I need to get out of the house. I need to go out of this space. And we just knew that we, Jeannie and I and our kids, we needed to get out. And so we put our masks on and we went for a little walk. And the only sort of public space that's open right now are the tennis courts by our house. And so we brought a football and a volleyball to the tennis courts. And I noticed as we were there wearing our masks and throwing the football across the tennis courts, and, and Jeannie and Gigi had found this fence between the courts. It was kind of broken down, so they were playing volleyball back and forth over a fence. I just I, I had to look around one of them and go, like, what world is this? Like, where are what is happening right now? And in the middle of us playing football and volleyball on the tennis courts, some other folks showed up in their masks to actually play tennis, which is the game you're supposed to play on tennis courts and so there they were across from us wearing their masks playing tennis and I I just had one of those moments where I felt like this is so bizarre. What kind of Mad Max dystopian future are we living into? And when we were walking home as a family, I had the kids stop in the middle of the street because there's basically no cars out and I took this picture of them because I just don't want them to forget. Uh Oh, this moment. I don't want them to forget when everything kind of felt so out of control. We played football and volleyball on the tennis court because we could. Listen, with so many things out of control in our lives right now, here's something I want you to know. And it's really important as we're talking about what it means to be whole and holy. Here's what I want you to know. You get to decide who you will be on the other side. When you you think about what we're walking through together right now, and all of us are coming at it from different experiences and facing it differently, the truth is there will be another side one day. Listen, I know it may not feel like it today. I know the news may not make you think at all that this is ever going to end, but one day, actually not long from now, you will be on the other side of this. You will be. We will be. And here's the deal that I don't want you to miss. You get to decide who you will be on the other side. All the things you can't control, that's one thing that you can. Who you'll be on the other side of this. You get to decide the type of person that you will be. You get to decide what matters most to you on the other side. You get to decide whether you're going to defer your summer bod to next year or not. You get to decide. You get to decide what you are going to do to pursue the holy process of becoming whole. And it's incredibly important that you do, that I do, that all of us do, now more than ever. Because I, I, I believe that this current crisis that we're all going through in different ways, we're all going through the same thing in different ways, I believe this current crisis is only highlighting an existing crisis that we were facing long before COVID-19. And that's what I want to look at a little bit this weekend. It's the crisis of emotional and mental health. We are in a current cultural crisis of mental and emotional health. Now, I don't know if you know this or not, but this month, May, is actually Mental Health Awareness Month. And I don't think it could have fallen at a more significant time. According to a recent Kaiser Family Foundation poll, they found that 45% of adults say that this crisis has had a negative impact on their mental health. Half of Americans say this has had a negative impact on their mental health. And 19% say it's had a major negative impact on their mental health. No surprise, right? I was reading uh, an interview with Paul Gianfrido, who's the president and CEO of Mental Health America, And he recently said that tens of thousands of people, the work that they do, tens of thousands of people are already experiencing serious mental health problems because of this pandemic. And he goes on to note, many of them are young. He cited, in fact, that the number of people screened by the MHA for anxiety, just for anxiety alone, increased by more than 70% from January to April. That's incredible. And the number screened for depression rose by 64%. That is significant. While we're all facing this global health crisis and a pending future financial crisis, the truth is we're actually all facing our own emotional and mental health crisis. And if you would indulge me for for just a moment, I'd actually like to... um to get on my soapbox if I could. Is it okay for just a second if I get on my soapbox about this one? Because you may be wondering, yeah, 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 that's true, but why are we talking about this at church? I'm glad you asked, and I'm glad I brought this along with me. Just indulge me for a moment, will you? Because for far too long, the church, right, which I'm a part of, right, this church is a part of, the church has had very little to say about mental and emotional health. People have been told for years that if they just prayed harder or if they just read their Bible more or if they just had more faith, it'll all work out. And yet, it hasn't. The mental health stats for people of faith are no different than those who claim to have no faith. This is something that affects all of us, that affects the people that we know and love. And if I could just stay on my soapbox for a moment longer, the frustrating fact is that people who are committed to the way of Jesus actually have something to say about this. We have a hope. We have grace. And we have a promise from God to be with us in our struggles and that he will never leave us alone in our struggles. We actually have a light to shine into this darkness. And it's about time that we do just That. If anyone feels like putting an all caps amen in the comment section, I will be okay with that. Soapbox can go away till probably next week. That's why we're talking about this. Because you see, I I think that what we've missed along the way as people of faith is how intricately and intimately connected our mental and emotional health is with our spiritual health. They are totally connected. They are actually inseparable. I remember reading years ago from Pete Scazzaro's masterpiece work, Emotionally Healthy Spirituality. I mean, it set so much of the foundation for why we do what we do as a church. And I remember reading this quote from him years ago. He said this, Emotional health and spiritual maturity are inseparable. It's not possible to be spiritually mature while remaining emotionally immature. They're actually inseparable inseparable. These things are all connected. So if I get to decide who I'm going to be on the other side, I want to be as spiritually healthy and as whole as I can be. Don't you? I want to do whatever I need to do today to be all of who God has created me to be tomorrow on the other side of this. So, to do that, we're going to need to learn to, to see ourselves the way that God sees us. We need to explore how becoming whole is actually a holy process. So, here's what I want you to do I want you to grab a Bible or open a tab. So, get it on your phone. This is what's been so fun. Our family uh, goes to church together on Sundays, which is really weird to watch, you know, mom and dad. Uh, Preach while you're sitting there with our kids, but our kids every time open up their Bible app and they read along. So I want to encourage you to do the same. Grab an actual Bible or open your Bible to Matthew chapter 22. You can go to verse 34. Matthew 22, verse 34. Now, I need to give you some quick context into where we're at in this passage, where we're at in the life and ministry of Jesus. This is well into Jesus' ministry. He had gathered quite a crowd of followers and had garnered the attention of the religious leaders of his day who saw him as nothing more than an existential threat to the status quo, that they'd worked so hard and for so many years to maintain. And in this passage, Jesus had just shut down a group of religious leaders, as he was wont to do, and they weren't happy about it. So they tried to back him into a theological corner with a difficult question. And if you know anything about Jesus, you know that nobody puts baby in the corner. All right, so Matthew chapter 22, verse 34, and this is what it says Hearing that Jesus had silenced the Sadducees, the Pharisees, which is another religious sect, the Pharisees actually came up to him and got together. And one of them, an expert in the law, tested Jesus. Notice that's what he's actually about here. He tested him with this question Teacher, he said, which is the greatest commandment? in the law which is the greatest commandment now you can see his faux sincerity as he asks jesus this question again the religious leader is not at all interested in the content of the question he is just trying to set a trap and spoiler alert it doesn't work so look at verse 37 let's keep going jesus replied here it is this is it love the lord your god with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind This is actually the first and greatest commandment. There it is. This is the most important thing according to Jesus. Love all of God with all of who you are. Love God with your whole self, all of who you are. And We're going to unpack that just a bit more in a moment because Jesus actually isn't done. This religious leader asked for one commandment. Jesus says, "Nah, I'm going to give you two. So then he goes on and says this, this is the first and greatest commandment. And he goes on to say, the second is actually like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. And then this is really big in verse 40. Don't miss this. All the law and prophets hang on these two commandments. All the law and prophets hang on this. Love all of who God is with all of who you are and love others like you love yourselves. That's it. That's what it all comes down to. All the law and prophets boil down to this. Now, I don't know if any of you watching are old enough to know what cliff notes are. Does anyone know what cliff notes are? Raise your hand in the comments if you've ever heard of cliff notes. Cliff notes were a lifesaver to me in high school. What Cliff Notes were, were they were the, the summary of a big book, right? So an important book, a famous book that you had to read for a school project that inevitably you forgot to read. And so if you could get your hand on the Cliff Notes, it was a much smaller version, kind of just hit the highlights of the book so that you could get it. Now, I know that Cliff Notes don't really exist today. Actually, on my phone, I have an app called Blinkist. I don't know if you have Blinkist, but I subscribe Blinkist. And what Blinkist does is Blinkist actually gives me a 15-minute summary. Either I can read or have someone read it to me of pretty much all the best-selling books that are out right now. So in 15 minutes, I can get a whole download of that book. We live in a beautiful, beautiful, wonderful time. But listen, Jesus goes a step further than all that. He sums up all of this in 15 seconds, He takes all of this and sums it up in 15 seconds. He is basically saying that all of this can be summed up in this. Love God with all of who you are and love others from that same space. Why? Because it's all spiritual and it all matters to God. See, I I, I believe that this is why Jesus made the point that we are to love God with all of who we are. Our thoughts our emotions and eventually our actions our strength what we do because it's all connected and it's all spiritual jump back to verse 37 remember what Jesus said remember exactly how he said it love the lord your god with what say it out loud if you're here uh, like say the next word out loud wherever you're at or type in the comments love the lord your god with all your what your heart and with all your what your soul and with all your what your mind Love him with all of who you are. Now, Jesus could have said this when he was backed into that corner by that religious leader, kind of knowing how they were trying to trick him and trap him. He could have just said this. This is the greatest commandment. Are you ready for it? The greatest commandment is this. Make sure that you don't sin. Oh, and good luck with that one. He could have said that. He could have said, make sure that you have the right theology. A lot of Christians put a lot of emphasis on making sure you have the right theology. And if you don't have the right theology, you can't go to our church and you have to believe just like us. He could have said that. He could have said, make sure this is the greatest commandment. Make sure you go to church or at least watch it online once they invent that. Right? Could have said all those things. But no, what did he say? He said, love God with your whole self, all of who you are, your heart and your soul in your mind. Why? Because your mental health matters to God. Because your emotional health matters to God. Because your physical health matters to God. It all matters to God because it's all spiritual. This is what Pierre Chardin was getting at. Try saying that name five times fast. This is what he was getting at when he said, so brilliantly said, that we are not physical beings. Having a spiritual experience, but we are spiritual beings having a physical experience. We're not physical beings having a spiritual experience. We're actually spiritual beings living in and having our physical experience. We're not just people trying to find some mystical spiritual experience out there. A lot of people spend a lot of time and a lot of money searching for some mystical experience out there, but no. We are spiritual beings. You are a spiritual being created by God in the image of God. That means that from God's perspective, mental health is spiritual health. Emotional health is spiritual health. Physical health is spiritual health. It's all connected. It's all spiritual. And it all matters to God. So if it matters to God, I, I guess that the next question is, does it matter to me? Does it matter to you? Does your mental health matter to you? Does your emotional health matter to you? Does your physical health matter matter to you not out of some guilt or shame or obligation thing but because it matters to God and that's the place that he invites you to love him out of that's the greatest thing you can do with your life is to love God out of all of who you are and if it matters to you then I guess the next question is what are you willing to do about it today as a way of loving God? What are you willing to do about your mental and your emotional, your physical health to actually begin to love God out of that place today? That choice today determines who you're going to be on the other side of this. You know, one of the things that has become a staple of this very unique time that we are living in is puzzles. I don't know about you, but our family has a love-hate relationship with puzzles, meaning that we love finishing them. We hate the process of getting there, right? I don't know if anyone else can relate to that, but when all this started, we knew that puzzles were going to be a big part of our family. And so we kind of got all the puzzles we had. Then we found out that they're really hard to actually get. Online. I'm not sure if you're a puzzle person or not. In fact, maybe you just want to put that in the comments. You can either put love them or hate them, and we'll know what you're talking about. Whether you're a puzzle person, you love them, or you're not a puzzle person, hate them. Whatever you want to put in the comments, let us know if you are a puzzle person because everyone has a different puzzle preference, right? Everyone has a different puzzle preference. Some people prefer the big thousand piece. Puzzles, other people set the bar a little lower at 100 pieces. Our family has learned that we're good at the three to 500 range. That's right about where we're at. We've gone after and finished a couple thousand piece puzzles and it was not a great experience for our family. Right, so everyone has a different strategy. Some people go straight to the corners and the edges and you grab all the corner and edges pieces and you kind of lay those all out first. Right? Some people go and color categorize all of their pieces. You get all of the blues and you get all of the greens and you get all the reds and you put them all into piles so that you can kind of have a good strategy for going about how you're going to put it all together. Other people spend the majority of their time convinced that this specific puzzle is the only one manufactured that's actually missing pieces, right? You're just convinced, no, this one actually, no, they made a mistake. This puzzle is missing pieces. No matter what your strategy is or, or what the puzzle is, the goal of every puzzle is really quite simple. You, you just put the pieces together until it becomes a whole. You, you, you turn this this messy pile into a masterpiece. Because none, none of these pieces on their own make a whole lot of sense all by themselves, do they? None of these pieces make all that much sense on their own. But, but they all matter because they all make up the masterpiece. And, and ultimately what you find, the more you're willing to stick with it and be patient with the process, is all the pieces are actually connected. That what starts as a messy pile actually can become a masterpiece. And every part, every piece matters. And I, re- I just really believe that this is the invitation that Jesus is giving each of us. This is what Jesus is actually talking about, to begin to connect the dots of all of who we are, this messy pile of our life, into the beautiful masterpiece that God intends it to be. N- nobody comes out of the box all put together. You know that, right? I, I know that you-, you have all your kind of reasons of you know, why you can be so hard on yourself for where you're at or why you're not like this person or that person or why you're not at this point in life. You know that no one comes out of the box all put together. All of us have our work to do. And the work isn't complete until we've brought all the pieces together. But this is the invitation that we're given from Jesus, to love all of who we are, all of who we are, so that we can love God from all of who we are. The invitation is to love all of who we are so that we can love God from all of who we are. And what I found to be true in my life, when I'm having trouble seeing the masterpiece through the mess, is that I need help. And oftentimes what I I need Is I need someone else's help to help me put the pieces together. We all do. In fact, this last summer, our family had an opportunity to to really have a trip of a lifetime. And we were together on an extended time away together as a family. We were actually in London. We had just gone to the Harry Potter world, which was absolutely incredible this whole place where they shot all the movies we had this incredible day and we were coming back on the bus back into the city of London and I'd fallen asleep on the bus and Gigi thought it was funny that I'd fallen asleep on the bus and so she took a picture of me and she showed it to me when I kind of woke up and acted like I wasn't asleep and I looked at the picture and I just felt this just I just all of a sudden out of nowhere just this wave of I don't wait I don't recognize that person I I, I didn't recognize my own body. Now, I want to be really clear because I'm going to be vulnerable here. I want to share some stuff with you, but I want to be really clear what I'm not talking about. What I'm not talking about here, I'm not talking about body size. I'm not talking about body shape, and I'm certainly not talking about body shame. But I saw this picture of myself, and I just didn't recognize my own physical body. Because what had happened for for years and years for me, and maybe this is true for you too, for years and years and years, I didn't connect the dots, the pieces, to see my physical health as spiritual health. I didn't see my physical health, how I take care of my body, what the Bible actually calls the temple of the living God. I just didn't connect the dots. I just kind of, you know, did what I did and kind of treated it how I wanted to treat it and didn't see my physical health as spiritual health. So after seeing that picture and kind of just going, okay, this... I I want to take some responsibility here. I want to do something, whatever it is. That night when we got back into the city, I texted a friend of mine that I know who's actually a health coach. And I said, look, I need some help. I need some help putting these pieces together. Would you be willing to actually help me? And they were excited to help. And they asked me if I'd be willing to start as soon as we got back from this trip. And I confidently and assuredly said, no, no. Now, I still want to have some fun first. But when I'm done having fun, would you be willing to help me? And so they they were they were patient and they began to help me put the pieces together. And that's what I began to see is how my body and my thoughts and my feelings are actually all so interconnected by God. It all connects. And and for me, places where I need help is not just my physical health cuz I still I have a long way, I need a lot of help with that. It's not just my physical health. You know, this, this past week I spent four hours on a Zoom call in what's essentially group therapy, working on my emotional triggers. I've been a part of this group for four years now, and we were working through emotional triggers and how is it, what is it that triggers my emotions, what emotions come up given certain situations in my life. And I'm doing that work of revealing my emotions so I can have their help to connect the dots. They're just holding a mirror up to me so I can see what's actually going on in here so that I can love God more fully out of that place. Each week, actually, I have two learning partners. Every Friday, we have a call. For an hour, we walk through what's going on in our lives below the surface so that we can help each other put the pieces together. I've been in some form of therapy for over 15 years now. Why? Because that's some, like, therapy flex that I'm giving you right now? It's because I'm so awesome at doing my work? No, it's precisely the opposite. It's because I need help. And so do you. It's because years ago, I began to see that my mental and emotional and physical health is actually spiritual health. It's all connected. And because I need help. The reason I get help is because I need help seeing the picture. I need help seeing the masterpiece through the mess. And my hunch is, you do too. We all do. Listen, I want, I want you to get this. When it comes to our mental and emotional and even physical health, as we're walking through Mental Health Awareness Month, as we're deciding today who we're going to be on the other side of this, the work that God wants to do in you to make you whole so that you can love Him more out of that place, I don't want you to miss this. Do not miss this. Transformation, that process, transformation, never happens in isolation. You might want to write that down. Transformation never happens in isolation. I don't go away to a cave somewhere and suddenly come back all of who God created me to be. I need help. You need help. We all need help. We need to help each other so that we can actually begin to connect the dots, connect the pieces to see the masterpiece of each of our lives. If we're ever gonna love God with all of our heart and with all of our soul and with all of our mind and with all our strength, we're gonna need some help to do that. And so that's what we actually want. We're so committed to you doing that work, to us doing that work. That's what we actually wanna help you do, to help you love God more fully, more wholly out of who you are, to help put the pieces together in your life, to help see the bigger Picture how each piece, each part of you matters to God more than you know and how it takes help to be able to put those pieces together. So here's what I want you to do. I want you to actually get out your phone and I want you to put in this number. You're gonna text this number, you ready for it? Text this number, 31996. And here's all you have to put in the subject line is the word care. Now here, before you hit send, I wanna tell you what you're signing up for here. 31996 and just the word care. And if you want to, if you're willing to, get help to have someone kind of come alongside you during this season and help you see the masterpiece through all the pieces, what we're gonna send back to you is our list of counselors and therapists that Soul City has spent years vetting and partnering with. All you have to do is just text that number with the word CARE if you wanna take that next step. It's on you, you have to decide. If you wanna start to put the pieces together or if you just need some help in this season, specifically kind of putting some of the pieces together with your mental and emotional health, we have folks that would love to help you. They would love to be a part of that process with you. So you text that number and what we're gonna do is send you right back our list of folks that you can check out and you can choose all on your own. You're not actually signing up for anything, we just wanna give you a next step resource. And our hope and our desire would be is that we would see more and more and more folks from our church just raising a hand and saying, I could use some help, I got these thoughts. I got these patterns. I got these beliefs going on in my mind. It's hard for me to see the light right now. I'm finding myself depressed. I'm finding myself anxious. I'm finding myself out of balance in this season and I need help. Would you be willing to just say, that's me. I need help. Of course, we're going to pray for you. You can join us in our prayer time every day of the week as we pray together every weekday. You can text in to receive prayer. Of course, we're going to do that for you. We will do that for you. And we want to know, are you willing to say, I need to get some actual help here on this side of things as well. Someone to help me process this. Someone to help me dig in this dirt. Someone to help me put together the pieces. You know, I got a message from a buddy this week that I've known for years, part of our church, and he simply said this. It's so great. We've been talking for a while about some stuff going on in his life, and I'd encouraged him a while ago, hey, I think you would love counseling. You know, we have this great list of Christian counselors and people, you know, of kind of a faith background perspective that I think would be incredibly helpful for you. You know, I told him about it, I told him about it. It's like, yeah, 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 I'll get to it, I'll get to it. Well, out of the blue, just this week, he hit me back and he said, so I just want to say, and this is his words, so I just want to say, I don't know why I took so long to get into counseling. And then he put three of those emojis with the hand over the face, (laughs) you know, like, oh, what took me so long to get into counseling? So I... He said, it's been so extremely helpful for me. So I replied back and just told him how proud I was of him and how much I love him. And he just said this, and I think this is such an encouragement for anyone willing to take this step this week. He said, thanks, man. One step at a time, major shout out to Soul City for helping to make this all possible. I'm just telling you, for a church to help folks get whole, that's what this is all about. That's what this should be. All about. That's what we want to help you do is to get whole, the holy process of getting whole, so that you can love God more and more with all your heart, and with all your soul, and with all your mind, and with all your strength. So that's what I want to pray for you right now. I wonder if you'd be willing to join me in prayer. I just want to pray for you. I know a lot of us are all over the map emotionally and with our thoughts and what we're facing and walking through during this season. Believe me. I get it. Can I just pray for all of us right now? Will you join me in a prayer for all of us right now that we would begin to love God more out of who he made us to be, the wholeness of who he made us to be. Let's pray together right now. God, thank you. Thank you for your promises that you made us, you created us as a reflection of you, to bear your reflection in this world. That we are far more spiritual beings than we even realize because we're made in your image. And for those of us who are in a relationship with you, we have your Holy Spirit inside of us. And so we thank you for who you've made us to be. Would you help us become that more and more? Would you help us do what only we can do to just raise a hand up and say, I could use some help, I'm struggling. Maybe it's to a friend, maybe it's to a therapist, a counselor, a small group leader, to just say, yeah, I could use some help. I, could, I, I can't quite see the masterpiece through all these pieces. And so would you just give me some help? God, thank you that that's actually how you designed your body to be. The church should never be silent on this. There is so much that you have to say about our wholeness, our heart, our soul, our mind, our strength, and how you've made it all so spiritually intertwined and connected. So God, we thank you for the work that you're stirring up in us to do. Would you help us have the courage to reach out, whether it's sending this text in, whether it's reaching out to a friend, And would you help us just believe, God, that you are never, ever, ever, ever going to let us go or leave us behind. That there's nothing going on in us that excludes us from your love for us, God. Thank you for how you made us. Now help us in this holy process to become more and more whole, more and more of who you made us to be. God, we love you. We thank you for your peace, your patience, your hope, Your grace, we need it now more than ever. It's in your name that we pray and we sing.